0: Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola, bienvenidos al episodio 107. Welcome to episode 107 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. In this episode, I will be breaking down the lyrics to another classic salsa song by Héctor Lavoe, And the name of the song is El Día de Mi Suerte or My Lucky Day. Now, you may remember a few weeks ago, if you've been following the podcast, we had our goal setting challenge and part of the activities in the goal setting challenge included some vocabulary and grammar and listening comprehension exercises using this song. So this may not be the first time you've heard the song, but I hope that when I go through the breakdown of the song today and the meanings of the lyrics that some of this will be familiar to you if you participated in that challenge. Also, I will be talking a little bit about grammar. Uh, This song uses a lot of future tense as well as the past tense. There's also a little bit of a tricky construction that's used in the song that can often be misunderstood or mistranslated. So I'll give you some insight into that because it is actually fairly common and you may come across it and not really understand uh, the meaning of a sentence if you if you come across this construction. So I'll break that down a little bit and give you a couple of other examples of how you may hear it used in regular conversation and also a way that you might consider using it uh, in your own Spanish vocabulary because it does uh, tend to make things a little bit easier um, if you know this shortcut. Before we get started with this week's topic, I want to acknowledge another one of our listeners for leaving us a review in Apple Podcasts. So, and I also love this username, it's from Vanilla Banana Delight, so it makes me think of helado, thinking of ice cream already, but Vanilla Banana Delight uh, left us a five star review and it says, this needs seven stars. There is so much information. Congratulations on reaching the 100th episode. And then there's several heart emojis. So thank you for the review, Vanilla Banana Delight. And if you want to leave a review, don't forget to click on the link in the description of this episode or check out our show notes page. And you'll be able to click on that link to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And you just might get a shout out on the show. So let's get started with the song. I'm going to break down the chorus first because that is, of course, the most repeated part of the song and it actually uh, kicks off with the chorus. So it says, Pronto llegará el día de mi suerte. Sé que antes de mi muerte, seguro que mi suerte cambiará. So let's take a look at that line by line. So you'll notice, uh, like I said, there is a lot of use of the future tense in this song. And if you're listening closely, you can hear that just by listening to where the stress is in the verb. So, for example, it starts out, pronto llegará. So that llegar uh, is followed by uh, the a sound at the end, and that's where the emphasis is. So that's a dead giveaway. Anytime you hear that, you sort of hear the infinitive followed by a stressed vowel sound that you know uh, you're dealing with the future tense okay so pronto llegara means something like soon it will come or it will arrive soon Uh, and you know he's talking about what that is in the next line but this is the verb llegar which is to arrive so llegara means you know it will arrive el dia de mi suerte So, that's what he's referring to. So, soon my lucky day will come. So, of course, you know, el día is the day, and it's literally the day of my luck. So, el día de mi suerte, my luck. But in English, we'd probably translate it as my lucky day. Uh, And also remember that it's el día and not la día, this is one of those uh, sustantivos or nouns that is actually an exception to that rule that you may have been told about masculine and feminine uh, uh, words in Spanish uh, that, you know, tend to end with an A uh, if it's a feminine word. But in this case, Dia is a famous exception to that. It's El Dia. Sé que antes de mi muerte. So this sé que. This is actually from the verb saber, which is to know. So se is the yo or first person form. So se que is I know that. Antes de. So this antes is before. And a lot of times with these prepositions in Spanish, there are other you know auxiliary words that come with them. So this antes de, you can kind of think of that as a full phrase It just means before. So it's saying before something else. So when you see antes de, you're expecting something else to follow that. So you can say, okay, before what? So antes de que. Okay. So um, you'll often see that used uh, together. Antes de mi muerte. So this is my death. So I know that before I die, is probably a better way Uh, I we would translate that full phrase in English, but literally it would be, I know that before my death. Seguro que mi suerte cambiará. Seguro que, so this is, I'm sure that, or surely is another way uh, you can translate it. So, seguro is just a way of saying I'm sure, I'm confident that this is the case. Seguro que mi suerte, my luck, cambiará. So, this cambiara is from the verb cambiar. And again, this is the future tense. So, this cambiara is will change. And he's referring to mi suerte or my luck. So, essentially, this whole chorus is saying, you know, soon my lucky day will come. I know that before I die, uh, surely my luck will change. So, that's really the sentiment of the whole song. And I'm going to be breaking down the first verse next, and you'll kind of get an idea of why he's saying that his luck needs to change based on uh, the content of the song, all right? It's a little bit of a sad song, but it is also a hopeful song because he is saying that he knows that his luck will change. So he has some faith here that things will get better for him. Okay, so he starts out talking about his childhood. So he says, Cuando niño, mi mamá se murió. Solito con el viejo me dejó. Me dijo, solo nunca quedarás, porque él no esperaba una enfermedad. A los 10 años, papá se murió. Se fue con mi mamá para el más allá. Y la gente decían al verme llorar, No llores, nene, que tu suerte cambiará. ¿Y cuándo será? Alright, so let's take that line by line. So he says, cuando niño mi mamá se murió. So cuando is when. Nino literally means boy, uh, but it can also be re- used to refer to you know, male children. So cuando niño sort of a shortcut of saying you know cuando era niño. So when I was a young boy or when I was a child. Mi mamá which is my mother, se murió, she died. So when I was a child, my mom died. Solito con el viejo me dejó. Solito con el viejo me dejó. So this solito is actually interesting because this is the word solo, which means alone, but it is the diminutive form. So instead of just saying solo, he says solito. So solito, uh, like despacio, despacito. So uh, chico, chiquito. So again, you can make uh, lots of different words diminutive in Spanish. And solo is no exception to that. So he says solito. Uh, He's probably saying that because he's talking about something that happened when he was a child. Con el viejo. And this is with, literally this means with the old. (laughs) Okay, el viejo. But, you know, when you see sort of this definite article, el, which is the, uh, right before viejo, it's really, you know, more of a colloquial way of saying the old man. So if I say la vieja, it's like the old woman, uh, or el viejo is the old man. So it's, it's talking about a person. Uh, and it's, it's another way it used to refer to like your, your mom or your dad. Uh, it's not really offensive, you know, I guess like saying, oh, the old man. Uh, probably women wouldn't like it as much if you say the old wim- the old woman. <laughs> but it is pretty common in Spanish. Uh, so translating it probably uh, wouldn't go over too well. But in Spanish, it's perfectly fine to say el viejo, la vieja. Uh, so in this case, he's saying, you know, he um, is with the old man. And then he says, me dejó. Me dejó. So this dejó is the past tense of the verb dejar, which in this case means to leave. So, She left me alone with the old man. So when when his mom died, he, he had to live with his dad. And it was just him and his dad. Me dijo, solo nunca quedarás. Me dijo, solo nunca quedarás. So me dijo is the past tense of the verb decir, which is an irregular verb. So this me dijo is, you know, told me. Okay, so someone told me. Uh, And in this case, uh, it looks like he's referring to his dad that he just talked about in the previous line. Me dijo, solo nunca quedará. So, that I would never be left alone. Or you could think of the verb quedar as meaning to remain. So, I would never remain alone. Uh, And nunca, as you know, is never. ¿Por qué él no esperaba una enfermedad? Porque él no esperaba una enfermedad. So this porque is because él no esperaba. So he did not expect. And this is interesting because the verb, uh, this is actually the imperfect past tense of the verb esperar. So esperaba. Anytime you hear like sort of that aba, that ABA, it's sort of an indication that it's uh, an AR verb in the imperfect tense. Let's take a quick pause to hear from one of our sponsors. The Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast is sponsored by Shape and Foster. Shape and Foster is a lifestyle development app that provides monthly actionable insight from six experts in mental health, financial planning, nutrition, fitness, yoga, and a life coach. It's a one-stop shop for self-improvement. The app provides a proactive and informed approach to improving your mental well-being by enabling you to build practices and habits. Lifestyle development is about enhancing your quality of life by improving awareness, identity, and potential in one community of actionable insight. Learn the six pillars essential to a healthy heart and healthy mind in one unique app. Visit www.shapeandfoster.com for your free 14-day trial. That's www.shapeandfoster.com. And now back to the show. But in any case, the verb esperar, you, you probably have learned it. It means to wait, right? Or to wait for something. But it can also mean to expect, you know, to expect or hope for something, So I can say, espero que tengas un buen día, saying I hope you have a good day. So it it can also mean, um, you know, to hope for something or to wish for something and not just to wait for something. So in this case, no esperaba means he did not expect. It's not something he expected to happen. Una enfermedad is an illness. So he told told him that, you know, he'd never be alone because he did not expect to get sick. A los diez años, papá se murió. A los diez años, papá se murió. So, a los diez años. So, at 10 years old, or when I was 10 years old, papá se murió. He's saying dad died. So, his dad died when he was 10. So, like I mentioned, you know, this is a little bit of a sad story, but again, he is (laughs) saying... Uh, that he is sure that his lucky day will come soon. But he's saying that because he's had uh, a lot of unlucky days. Se fue con mamá para el más allá. Se fue con mamá para el más allá. So this, se fue, this is actually the verb irse, which is to go. But again, this is in the past tense. So se fue is he left or he went away. Se fue. And that's something you can, you know, use a lot uh, in in regular day-to-day situations, right? Like if somebody says, ¿Dónde está él? ¿Dónde está su papá? ¿Dónde está, no sé, cualquier persona? I can say, ah, se fue. ¿Dónde está ella? Ah, ella se fue. O simplemente puedo decir, se fue. So, you know, they left or he or she left. Se fue con mamá. So he went away or he left with mom. Para el más allá. So this para, in this case, is really indicating it's going towards something. So um, it's really saying the two of them went to el más allá. Más allá, in general, means beyond, right? So it's literally like uh, the more there, over there, right? Which doesn't make any sense. So again, this is one of those cases where you have a phrase and not you know something you can translate word for word. So más allá, in general, just means beyond. But this has this definite article el, so it's like el masajá. So think of it like the great beyond, right? We may say that, or or really the afterlife is another way to think of it. Uh, so basically, you know, he lost both of his parents. So like I said, a little bit of a sad story. Then it says, "Y la gente decían," so and the people said, you know, so decían is. Uh, the verb decir, and this is also the imperfect past tense. He's telling the story here uh, and talking about what people used to say to him. So people would tell him, or they used to, they used to say to him. Al verme llorar. So in this al verme, is, is, so ver is the verb uh, to see, right? And verme is to see me. So al verme llorar, which llorar is to cry. So when they saw me cry, you know. So he's saying this is what these people would say to him when they saw him cry. They would say, "No llores, nene, que tu suerte cambiará." No llores. So again, this is another use of the verb llorar, uh, but this is uh, el mandato, so command tense. They're telling him, "Don't cry." So no llores. And nene is like a way of saying baby. You know, it's it's a Sort of a term of endearment. Uh, You may have also heard like nena. Again, very commonly used in Puerto Rico, uh, which means something like babe or baby. Uh, But it's just a term of endearment. Pretty common. Que tu suerte cambiara. Uh, Your luck will change. So they're telling him not to cry because they know, uh, again, they have faith that his luck will change. And then he asks a question. And he asks this question throughout the song over and over Y cuando será, which is basically and when will that be this is really interesting sort of uh, internal dialogue or even you know something he was saying to these people at the time but it, it's very common like I guess the discussion around faith right when bad things happen we tend to look at things sort of kind of bleak and oh my gosh you know when are things going to change but he's saying, you know, I'm sure that there that there will be change. So it's kind of interesting back and forth in the song if you listen to it. Uh, so, yeah, so he's he kind of ends every verse like this. It's like, cuándo será? And when will that be? So, será is the future tense of the verb ser, uh, which is to be. So, ¿cuándo será? When will that be? So he's wondering, sort of pondering out loud, when will that happen? Now, the construction I wanted to mention to you that's used in this song... Uh, I I went through it briefly when he was talking about what people used to say to him when they saw him cry. It doesn't say, cuando me vieran llorar, right? Like, so when they saw me cry, Uh, it says, al verme llorar. So, al itself, you know, when it's used alone, typically is, is a contraction of two words in Spanish. So, a, which usually means to or at in Spanish, and the definite article el, which means the. So usually instead of saying a, el, because you have those two vowels so close, it just sort of gets smushed together and becomes a contraction, al. So usually it means to the. Like in the example, vamos al cine. Like Let's go to the movies. So vamos, we go, al, to the, cine, movies. Right, So that's probably how you've typically heard al used. Pero if you're using al and you're not referring to a place, right? So al cine, al parque, so to the park, to the movies. And it's actually uh, followed by a verb uh, and the infinitive of a verb at that. Uh, So it's a very specific case. Al plus the infinitivo of a verb then it means something more like when, right? So that's why, you know, explaining this, he says, y la gente decían al verme llorar. So al verme, when they would see me cry, llorar. Al verme llorar. Now, another way to sort of think about that, and again, this is more of a formal translation, but it might sort of help you understand uh, the concept here. Technically, you would translate it as a pun right? So, upon seeing me cry, al verme llorar, uh, then they would say these things to him, right? But you'd probably just say when, right? In day-to-day conversation. So, it's a kind of a replacement for cuando. So, instead of having to conjugate uh, the verb that you're talking about, you you would use the infinitive. So, let me give you a few more examples. Hopefully, uh, it'll, it'll become a little bit clearer. So, if I wanted to say... You know, when you get to the house, let me know. I could simply say, al llegar a la casa, avísame. Al llegar a la casa, so when you get to the house, avísame, let me know. So again, uh, this is just a way of, of using this when something else happens, so al llegar. Another example is... Al encontrar la cura, el medico puede ayudar a los enfermos. Al encontrar la cura, el medico puede ayudar a los enfermos. So upon finding the cure, the doctor can help the patients or the sick people. Al encontrar, again upon finding or when he finds the cure, puede ayudar a los enfermos. Let me give you one more example. Me duermo inmediatamente al acostarme. Me duermo inmediatamente al acostarme. So this al, I'm using now with the verb acostar, which is to lay down. Al acostarme. So upon laying down, or when I lay down, I fall asleep immediately. So me duermo inmediatamente, I fall asleep immediately la costarme, a pun laying down. So as soon as I get in bed or when I get to bed, um, I fall asleep immediately. Uh, and that's definitely wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> I wish I could fall asleep immediately. That definitely does not happen to me. Um, but anyway, hopefully these uh, examples give you some idea of how uh, you can use this and you may notice it's a little bit of a shortcut because I don't have to conjugate the verb I'm using. Right? Uh, there's some context here though, right? So me duermo, I'm talking about myself. So I don't have to really, you know, um, conjugate the verb acostarse because I'm already talking about myself. So maybe you'll find this a little bit easier or at least you'll start to recognize it uh, when you hear it. Because sometimes when you use the word cuando, uh, it could influence the conjugation that you use depending on the situation. So this al plus the infinitive of a verb uh, meaning when uh, can can be a little bit useful, but it's also something again you might be you might want to be on the lookout for because when you hear it, you may mistake it or you may kind of go al what like that doesn't make sense right because technically it's like oh to the see me you know it doesn't really make sense if you try to translate it literally so you have to be aware that if you see al followed by the infinitive of a verb uh, then it means when that thing happens or upon it happening. So hopefully that was clear. Uh, And this is really a great song. So if you want to get the full lyrics with the breakdown uh, and the full translation, sign up to be a supporter of the show. Uh, when you sign up at LearnSpanishGonzalsa.com support, uh, we have several different options you can choose from if you want to uh, sign up to support the show so that we can continue bringing you new content each and every week. We would really appreciate it. And in exchange for that, you'll also be able to access not just uh, this particular song that we covered in this episode, but you'll also get access to all of our episodes. And we have transcripts for each and every one. Uh, And wow, we're at episode 107 now. So that's a lot of content you'll have access to uh, if you sign up to support the show. So check it out at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com slash support. And as always, I hope that something that you heard in this episode of the podcast has helped you go at least one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima.